What's up, guys? My name is Kais Hefty Bag Stewart, the Montan the outcast of Montana fighting scene. Used to be MMA, but anyway, I am the BKFC World Champion, and uh, you know, fighting out of Great Falls, Montana, Flow State Athletics, and this is the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. With your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host, Justin Williams. And you know, I got the man with me, the one that makes my voice sound good. But before I give him his intro, ladies and gentlemen, please, if you haven't yet, go to our website, prosportspodcasters.com, sign up for our monthly newsletter. And this man will teach you how to make money off of NFTs. He's crushing it on so rare. If you go on all of his social medias, he'll let you know about it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Colbert Durand. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I don't know if you saw the uh, the most recent post I put up on, on Instagram, right? We're at pro.sports.podcasters, but the start I had this week to my so rare lineup is rocking. So if I don't, if I don't bank this week, I'll be pretty pissed. Well, I was going to say, like, what are you um, on par for tier three at the moment? And everyone has an extra game and one year people haven't played yet. And the one guy who's in a deficit, your other three made up for it already. So you're more than golden to at least hit a tier one. Yeah, it, I better, man. If I don't, I'll be pissed. Worst case, you get a high <laughs> tier two. And I mean, I pop Siakam in a tier two and he's doing well for me right now. Right on. So how you doing, buddy? I'm I'm doing okay actually. I've had a lot kind of go on in my life recently. Um, I have a job interview tomorrow for a high school, which is pretty sweet. Um, on top of that, I get to hang out with you and talk to some amazing people. BKFC today, baby! Oh my god, BKFC! He's a featherweight champion. He also has like a mixed martial arts career. He has a wrestling career. This dude is just all over the map and yet nowhere to be found unless you're looking at Cracked Skull Pepper. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Kai Stewart. Kai, how you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm I'm doing great. Just got out of wrestling practice. It's a divisionals week up here in Mont in Montana, so it's it, it's quite a grind in our room right now trying to punch our ticket to state you know Ooh, that's gonna be a hard one to do there man so are you uh you weight cutting now too like how's that happening i'm not really doing anything um I, i'm coaching but my the kids they, they have some weight to lose before thursday um they have uh they just trying to get to that peak that peak performance that peak flow state okay all right kind of like that for them kind of get that peak everything kind of hyping everything up you know the night before tournaments you can't really sleep oh i miss those i used right. to be a uh i used to fight karate 
So like Kumite okay. and stuff. So same thing. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't really weight cutting. I kind of stayed in my weight, but still like the night before you're just amped up. You're watching videos. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, so Kai, what we're going to do is, so some of our fans may not know who you are. You're the BKFC featherweight champion, but we're not going to talk about that yet. Kai, we're going to build to that. So we're going to go to your Wikipedia page because you're famous and have one. And we're going to go chronologically. So it's, we're going to start with your wrestling. We're going to go to mixed martial arts. Then we're going to go to your bare knuckle. How did you get started with your wrestling career? I got started in my wrestling career just like any other kid kind of starts any sport. I was five, four, four or five years old, and uh, my mom entered me into the local thing, you know, get, get me out of the house. Uh, most of my friends in Fort Benton were doing it at the time, Fort Benton, Montana, super small town. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I instantly fell in love. Like anything that I had to like write about in, in, in school, everything just became so centered around wrestling, and everybody thought that I was obsessed with it because I was and uh, <laughs> that that kind of set the stone for everything and that that kind of gave me the guidance in life because I knew I always had to uh, either have good grades or or do everything right so I don't get kicked out of wrestling like you gotta be you gotta be good to be able to be a good wrestler so really really set me up for life yeah we love that so what uh, what weight class did you wrestle at Kai uh, in high, so for high school I was at 138 pounds for my uh, freshman, sophomore, junior year, and then my senior year, I bumped up to 145 because uh, I could have stayed at 138, but a lot of the tougher guys in my uh, weight class bumped up to get out of my weight. But it's like <laughs> I wanted to wrestle all these kids. I really wanted to, and because of that, I did take second to the kid that I beat in the state finals my junior year. But yeah, just but I've been the same weight ever since. So that's pretty uh pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried or thought about changing weight classes? I've dabbled. Um, a couple of my my pro MMA debut is actually at 155 pounds, um, mm-hmm. and I've grown. Like my body has grown, but in terms of like my frame and um, like relative size to other people, I'm still mm-hmm. at that 145 weight class after I put a six to eight week camp in, and I I lose the weight. So I, a, a rise in weight classes is definitely on the future because I've really kind of fell in love with the lifting. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I, I would love to see, see some bigger results from that. So, but I, I have stuff to do still at 145. Are you worried that the extra muscle will slow you down? Uh, no, not really at all. Uh, cause my, my cardio is what makes me is definitely where my, my strength is. That's my biggest strength. And, uh, it's one of those things that I don't think just goes away with muscle, muscle growth. There could be some, some, but I'm going to obviously continue to train as hard as I physically possibly can to make sure that that, that doesn't happen. So, so yes, it's a thought, but it's like, dang, I'm just going to have to double down on my, my work. Okay. All right. I respect that. I mean, I would always kind of be a little worried myself if I had to switch up to a different weight class and I put on muscle and then like drags me down. But mind <clears> you, I'm not a fighter. So I don't know if that's a, a conscious kind of thing that goes through a fighter's mind. Right. Now, hypothetical question for you, or I guess not really hypothetical, just more like whatever. When you're wrestling, are you trying to go for the submission? Are you trying to go for the t- pin, the push out? Like, what is your go-to method? Uh, grind, baby. <laughs> that's, that's the, that, honestly, that's the first thing that came to my mind. It's like, I had a bunch of unnecessary three round wrestling matches i've had five round fights that's uh hd was my third five round fight in a row um and 
it's just like, man, I just like to grind. I like the grind. I think that I, I fell in love with it and that hard work and pushing myself and being able to push myself against an individual. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that, I mean, everybody loves to pin. My, my phrase I've been using a lot is if I ask the kids how they're feeling and I like, uh, I kind of made it funny and say, say like pinning and grinning. So how you feeling? Like pinning and grinning. That's so, it. uh, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I, everybody loves a good pin, but I, I would rather just be a shark in a shark in the water and bury them. You know? Oh my gosh. Kind of, uh, kind of lethal cerebral assassin there. All right. Oh, yeah. So for your wrestling career and with the MMA crossover, do you look at fighters like Bo Nickel as maybe not inspiration, but something you can kind of be like, I want to fight that guy or I want to be like that guy or something? I definitely love how Bo Nickel is kind of, they don't know what to do with him, honestly. Yeah. Like I, I honestly think he can go against anybody that uh, is in the top five tomorrow and beat them very, very soundly. I just truly believe that. And I've, I've said it. Uh, after multiple of my fights, I'm a wrestler and wrestlers will always do it best. And I, I, I would never want to fight Bo Nickel. He's way too big, but I would love to train with him. I would love to learn from him. He was definitely a much better wrestler than I was. So it, it would definitely be, be fun to fun to kick it with him. Well, I hope one day you guys get to shake hands. So from yeah. that, that was my linchpin to your mixed martial arts career. See how I did that? Segways yes, up top, sir. high five. <laughs> so you have one professional fight. How many amateur fights did you have? Did you have an amateur fight? Yeah, I had uh, 10 amateur fights. I went seven and three, Okay. two of which were uh, split decision losses. And then I, uh, it was another, the other one was a, a, another decision. And I really only did it because I sold a, a whole bunch of tickets in my hometown and then it just kind of started snowballing. I started meeting new people and, you know, fell in love with it. You accidentally fell into mixed martial arts. That's hilarious. I, re I really did. So my, my debut was on two weeks notice. My senior year of high school, one of my assistant wrestling coaches um, at my high school also dabbled in the MMA gym. And I had just lost my high school state finals match. I was a little depressed about it. And I was like, uh, he said, "Hey, there's a pull out. There's a three and O jujitsu guy out of Seattle that uh, that needs a fight." Um, he was like 35 years old, and mm -hmm. I said, "I said, fuck it, let's go." Lost, lost split decision, but I sold enough tickets that you know I got paid a little bit. So I was like, "Holy shit, this is cool!" And so that from there, I was just gonna do that because I was gonna go to school and wrestle and be a doctor. And then the promoter called. I was like, man, like for a first fight, the tickets you sold, the, the crowd was on your side. Like you can really do something with this. And I was like, well, I'm a wrestler and wrestlers will always do it best. And that's how I accidentally got, you know, caught up in all of it. And sorry, was this for your pro debut you were saying? No. Oh no. My apologies. That was my amateur debut. That was, oh, that was yeah, just okay. how that, that, that happened. So walk through your pro debut. Yeah. The pro debut, man. Uh, first off was bare knuckle. My bare knuckle, my combat sports debut was on BKFC fight night in Montana. And I kind of heard they were coming and I heard that they were kind of needing ticket sales. They needed people that otherwise they would never come back to Montana. Like, uh, I guess they, they were all worried about the, sh uh, not selling out. So I said, screw it. Let's do it. I'm ready to go. And I took the pro debut uh, against a guy that I beat in MMA, but he always wanted to say that he, because I wrestled him. So he said, I can beat you standing up. So I was like, okay, prove it. So <laughs> I did bare knuckle, but here's the thing. 
the deciding factor was the amount they were going to pay me was the same amount that uh, a boxer puppy cost. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to do this. I'll, I'll do the fight. Like, I'm going to get myself a puppy. So now I have two <laughs> world titles and no puppy. So it's like, <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah, I really, really good life life choices right there. Perfect. Now, Kobe's obviously back right now. You can hear by the change in audio. But before I pass it off to him, for your mixed martial arts against Frank Menno, mm-hmm. like that that was at 155. Can you walk us yeah. through that exchange? Yeah, we. Uh, I just knew I didn't really want to cut. I was kind of in limbo of uh, bare knuckle. didn't really know what they were going to do with me. So I was like, screw it. It's in my hometown. I'm going to take it. But I didn't want to cut the weight. I wasn't making enough money to uh, go through that because I, I do cut quite a bit of weight. But it's because I I switch my entire life and I'm I'm perfect and I I lose the weight per week and that's just how I like to do it. It makes me comfortable. So I said, "Fuck it, we're going 155." And you know, Frank Mino was was freaking tough, man. Like freaking tough. And that that was a really really exciting way to get introduced to. Uh, professional I, I landed some big elbows uh got kneed in the face uh, really 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 experienced the whole pr- professional mma in one fight and then i got the second round rear naked choke so that was uh, a really really fun night and an awesome segue from uh bkfc because as much as i love bkfc i'm a wrestler and being able to use my wrestling is pretty important to me it is indeed yeah, I mean, like, you are a wrestler, you're accomplished as a wrestler, you've trained as a wrestler, yet you're the featherweight champion sh- champion in BKFC. Do, do you ever feel like you're really limited when you're BKFC? Um, no, because uh, if you put those doubts in your head, that's where, where things can go wrong. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed Greco wrestling the most whenever it came to my wrestling career. Mm-hmm. And that's all upper body. So I've I've nonchalantly been training for bare knuckle boxing my entire life. So uh, I would love to get back to MMA, but you know I have some unfinished, a lot of unfinished business in BKFC. Like uh, John Jones, to be cut, he, like right now he's the goat of the UFC, and he won his first world title at 23 years old. I won mine at 22 years old, and you know everything is rolling in my favor. So BKFC is gonna be a part of me for a while <laughs> so so is your strategy to dirty box then 100 uh, percent. okay well I, I i say that like that but you know i think of khabib and connor mm-hmm. connor was so worried about that takedown that the that the straight boxing worked you know and that's how he he flashed connor and uh same thing i'm gonna dirty box these guys i'm gonna get in there i'm gonna make it nasty i'm gonna be a shark in the water uh, put hopefully put their head down, give them some good collar ties. But in the end, I I do like to uh, really really focus on my straight boxing so I can become better because not a lot of knockouts happen from the clinch. So I, I want to get better so I can start cleaning people out. So when did you start working on your boxing? Whenever I learned, well, I've I've casually been learning it since I started MMA uh, back in 2019 before I took my amateur debut. But uh, straight boxing, I started like three weeks before my BKFC debut. So I haven't been boxing forever. Um, Holy so since shit. 2021. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit, I didn't... buddy. So you're a natural. Yeah, that's 
that's kind of what my co- my coaches have said. They said, dang, we could really do this. Because at first they were like, nah, like you're not a boxer. Because all my fights were strictly the ground. Mm-hmm. And you're not a boxer. And then I took the debut and I had so much fun. And I went to him. I said, hey, I really think I can be the best in the world at this. That just felt super clean. And they go, then let's get to work. And then as we started to progress, I started to get it and understand the weight. And But, you know, I, I have to credit my dirty boxing and my wrestling skills because I wouldn't be where I'm at without it. I can't straight. I wouldn't have been able to straight box against Howard Davis, but I made it dirty and uh, he couldn't handle the pressure, you know? Okay, so I mean, for any kind of combat sport, it takes a bit of a a gut check to step yeah. into whether it be a ring, a cage, on the mats. It doesn't matter, right? And right. then that gut check can be minimized by the amount of equipment you wear. So, like when you start off in a like a striking martial art, you start off with the headgear, the whole deal, right? The mm-hmm. the pads, the whole thing. You step up to something like mixed martial arts, you're going to have the, the smaller gloves, that sort of thing, but it still gives you that sense of safety that the padded gloves provide. To step into BKFC, it's tape, right? <laughs> so uh, have have you like looked across at your opponent and seen any guys that are maybe second-guessing themselves about being there? I, I think after the first round, me and Howard, I I, I understood that. In the fourth round, uh, in the third round, with me and Louie, after I knocked him in the second, mm-hmm. I could see it in his eyes. They they just were like, "I I don't think I should be here right now." And, <laughs> yeah, I I and I, I I credit that to the pressure I put on people. Like, um, you look at my fights. I am technically not the best person out there, but mm-hmm. I I'm gonna be the hardest worker. I can promise anybody in the world that. So wrestler mentality, baby, circle back. And that mentality is main, is built by the collegiate wrestling system, right? That's what does it. I mean, I was I was a 12-year-old back in practices that were just, like, looking back, a little fucked up <laughs> for a 12-year-old. <laughs> but it's like, I did it. And it, it taught me a lot about, like, life. Like, like Jesus. It, I could go on and on about the benefits of putting your child in wrestling, especially if you have a hard coach. But... Um, any type of adversity that comes my way, I'm going to, I'm going to hit it head on and I'm just going to, I'm going to send it because that's what wrestling taught me. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to get at. Right. Like it's, yeah. you know, I mean, you obviously have the mentality you can step into the cage. It's not going to bother you a bit. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so how important do you think, it doesn't have to be wrestling, but how important do you think it is to enroll your, your kid in some form of a martial arts, some form of a combat sport when they're younger? I do think that it, it's very important first and foremost, but I think that it should be required in schools just for self-defense, even do jujitsu. It's a very, very, a relatively safe one, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, but just the discipline, the getting your ass kicked from a, from a live perspective, like people need that. Otherwise they're just, it's just a bunch of entitlement then, or something, something hard will come their way and they give up instantly. Like, I swear, I love video games, but I play them. And like, if I'm on Valorant and we get down like three to zero, all the kids are just like, everybody just agree to quit. Let's just all just quit. Bail. Just over. Yes. And it's just like, are you guys, you guys are, that's crazy. Like I would never, even in a video game, I'm like, no, we're, we're battling until, until one of like we lose or, you know, they give up. Like, ah, it's insane to me. No, I, I like hearing that, man. Yes. That, that. That is why it's important for 
children to get into combat sports, at least to some capacity, because obviously it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. but try it. Try it. Yeah, 100. No, I, I, I appreciate you saying that, man. A lot of people will be afraid to say it these days, but I appreciate you bringing that in. As a high school teacher, I can agree. <laughs> on, and I'm not going to get specific with what part I agree because I like my job. So you as the viewer can guess what I'm agreeing with. But again, I didn't say what I fully agree with. But moving forward. Yeah, and O'Karate kind of taught me the same way. Like you can be down 2 nothing, and if they have to win by three points, it's like you can still come back. The fight isn't over yet. Like maybe yep. you just gassed out your opponent. And if they gas out – but nobody, nobody teaches you that. Anyways. Right. Like, right. Even with, like, I play Yu-Gi-Oh at a competitive level, bit of a nerd, but like I never surrender, even if I know I'm most likely going to lose. Sometimes they lose internet connection and I pick up the W off of technicality. <laughs> it's, nice. it's still a win. Well, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And, and that probably, you'd probably get that attitude from the live component in whatever sport that you've done. Like, um, like, and you've probably taken some beatings. So. Oh yeah. my God. I remember one time this like, so we were doing um, rolling in like, so in, in some karate formats, there's uh, there's sparring, there's team katas, there's single katas and there's rolling, which is basically just modified jujitsu. It's like jujitsu yeah. jiu-jitsu meets, meets wrestling, meets sambo, basically whatever you can do on the mat, just don't stand up and don't hit. Yeah, right. So oh, yeah. I remember I was getting like my ass handed to me by this Brazilian guy. And I was worried he didn't understand English for stop. <laughs> he might break you. Yeah. And I was like, and I look over at my sensei and I was like, I, I literally, like I was down two points and he looked at me and he's like, there's still five minutes left. Like you can do this. And oh, yeah. I ended up putting him in a triangle choke and tapping him. And that was like my biggest like aha moment. I had a busted lip though. Like I think I had a bit of a concussion, but it's fine. Come back. Oh, yeah, it's super good. But anyways, that's enough about me. So you had mentioned earlier about cracked skull pepper. Buddy, tell us about that. Yes, sir. So glad you brought it up. It's a uh, collaboration. Alpine Touch is like the Montana spice. It's made in Shoto, Montana, um, and it's really taken wave in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, but I teamed up with them, and we uh, we went with a pepper blend of black pepper, bell peppers, and sugar, and it's a nice nice blend for your steak. Um, and I, I, I love wild game. I, I eat deer, elk, everything you can think of, and like cracked skull pepper goes perfectly with it. So uh, we do have it on an Etsy, but if anybody just wants to DM me on Instagram, I can get it shipped out for you no time. So, but either way, yeah, Crack Skull Pepper. Uh, I'm looking, I'm trying to find a hot sauce now to be paired with it. So uh, I'm, I kind of want to like get this like little Kai Stewart cooking basket together, <laughs> which is what we're working on right now. So uh, I have a vision. I just got to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Mate, you're the champion of a bare knuckle league at some point sponsors are going to come to you being like we make hot sauce exactly we make hot sauce i know and that's that's that is where i want to get because uh you know in the end this is a business so if it don't make dollars it don't make sense you know all the fighters that are out like kudos to them for being tough enough to just say i just like to fight not me i've never (laughs) been in a i've never been in a street fight in my entire life outside the ringer cage i've never fought um so it's like it's just was never on my bingo card man was never on my bingo card and i mean that's totally fair like look at the rock he said like if it wasn't for wwe and giving him the rock title and like that sort of monetary fame he wouldn't have been able to do hollywood and from hollywood he wouldn't be able to invest in his own business now he he was like on the board of directors of tko which is part ufc part wwe which is just weird to me and he also owns like a poop ton of companies and i'm like brother 
So, I mean, wh- why not you? Like, legitimately, why not you doing this? So, yeah. actually, it's funny because pro sports podcasters, we might, uh, we can't convey anything, but we potentially could help you out with that hot sauce situation. Give us six months. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, buddy. I, I, you know, this, this conversation has been uh, definitely a different one uh, in a while. So it's been fun to talk to you guys. Definitely. We're going to have to stay in contact. We're not your typical sports podcast, buddy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I'm, I'm really, I really am like, there's kind of a connection like with, the, <clears throat> with going back to the competitive aspect. Like, yes, everything's a competition, man. Uh, but um, good connection. So <clears throat> we'll definitely be in contact for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, but so hold on a second. So, do you hunt? Oh yeah. Um, okay, I I shouldn't say oh yeah like that. I love hunting. <laughs> I just honestly, with wrestling season, everything gets busy during hunting season. So I definitely fish a, a lot more than hunt. But I okay. love. I do. I do genuinely love hunting, and I try to get out once every year. I do, I got out once this year, right like a week before my fight. Went on a seven mile hike. And uh, we chased elk, didn't get them. Great time just being out there. But I definitely fish a lot more than hunt. Okay, I'm, I'm a big fisher. I'm a big fisher. I mean, I live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So hunting is, oh. is non-existent here. But, but I do really? fish. Oh, yeah, there's no hunting here. I mean, we we got to go way out of the city to go hunting, right? You got to go way up north okay, to go yeah, hunting. Yeah, 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 but what, yeah. what's your uh, your seat? What's the hunting season in Montana? Hunting season. I think it's November... No, it ends Thanksgiving and it starts the last weekend, uh, uh, middle of October, October 15th or something like that. And that's for deer, elk, antelope, turkey, all the, all the works, all the works. Do you just kill it or do you skin it? Um, I, so I, I don't keep the hide or nothing. I, I kill it and then I, I definitely, I take it to the butcher shop. They, they do everything for me, package it up and then I cook it with cracked skull pepper. Okay, what what's the best meat you've had? Ooh, I just had moose the other night, and I'm actually really into moose, but that's that's really tough to get. So I I go elk over deer, but deer is still pretty good. Hey, if you want to hunt moose, Canada is the place to do it, man. This, this is where you go. <laughs> so like, what that we what have? Does like that cost? <laughs> what, what does something like that cost to go do it? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. So in yeah. New, so a bit of a geography lesson for you. My father is from the most eastern point of Canada called a place called Newfoundland, okay? okay. Now, over there, like hunting is – because it's, it's an island. It's essentially almost like encouraged. So mm-hmm. I think it's one of the cheaper places to hunt in terms of what it costs you. So yeah. I don't oh, know if it's okay. like, yeah. like a permit or yeah. something, but yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'd be t- – yeah, yeah. I do want to look that up. I have a buddy up in Alaska too. I don't know what it's like up there, but – I definitely want to – I would love to hunt some big game like that. <clears throat> oh, I bet you would. Yeah. All right, Mr. <laughs> Kai, it was a pleasure having you on the show. But before we officially kick you off, friends, family, and maybe my mother finds you on social media. Oh, sorry. There was a little bit of a cutout. Social media, it's mostly Kai HB145, K-A-I, HB for hefty bag, 145. <laughs> on facebook my athletes page is kai hefty bag stewart with quotation marks um it has a picture of me with cornrows i believe so yeah that's that's pretty much it uh tiktok kai hb 145 instagram is where i post the most okay hold on hold on is kai a name or a nickname kai is my og name on the birth certificate what like what's your heritage 
I, I it was boot. It's a bootleg name, man. Uh, <laughs> I it's like Hawaiian for ocean. Yeah, and and like I'm not Hawaiian. I can promise you. No, that. you don't look Hawaiian. So that's why. That's why I was trying to figure it out, right? Yeah, uh, my mom uh, really really liked it. Uh, she she saw it somewhere, and uh, that's kind of what made her decide. Yep, that's what we're gonna do. It's badass, man. It makes people give you a second glance every time. I bet so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right on. For sure. Or is it the mustache? It could be the mustache. You gotta rock both, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> When's your next fight, guy? Oh, I wish I knew. Um, I personally am shooting for the end of April, early May. But, you know, in the end, I don't really have a say. They're going to uh, hopefully they call me soon with and say, hey, this is what we're doing. But, yeah, that's kind of the timeline I want. And my last question before I pass you back to Justin is, do you get a say in who you fight in BKFC or no? No, I haven't had a say from the start other than my debut because we both agreed because he called me out. I was mm -hmm. like, sure, I'll fight him. And that's what they did. Other than that, no, I'm doing what they say. So whenever everybody says I won't sign a contract, like that's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> You're so. bred for this. Funny you were made for this. Justin. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mentally built for it, man. Yeah, that's it, brother. That's it. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.